following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. everybody and welcome to a brand new episode of the two-point conversation football talk for fans by fans right here on the network at bicbp-radio.com my name is matt johnson one of your hosts and alongside me for your nfl history episodes mr andrew lentz hello andrew how, how are you doing wonderful a lot better than what i used to be doing so good. i'm doing wonderful good i'm Going to ride this Tyreek Hill high for as long as possible. <laughs> yeah, you should, man. It should. It's it's exciting stuff. It's not quite like a Josh Gordon high, but it's close. <laughs> yeah. Is it a Ricky Williams high? Whoa. Whoa. I know. I went there. I went there. <laughs> So, um, (laughs) what, huh? What, what the Rick? Oh, the Ricky Williams show. That's if we would have got Patrick. Yeah. That's if we would have, you know, we would have got Patrick Mahomes in the deal with Tyreek Hill for what we did. Then it would have been a Ricky Williams. high. That would have been really neat. That would have been really neat, but yes, we will. We will see how that all unfolds. Um, we are finishing up. This is our last episode for the month of March and our voices of the national football league episode, uh, or series, I should say. Uh, and Andrew gets choice this week and he has selected John Facenda, the voice of NFL films for many years. Uh, and also just, yeah, this, the, uh, the off field voice of a generation, so to speak. So, um, I know Andrew loves this this one. Andrew loves to uh, reference John Facenda. He also has his own, uh, uh, you know, imitate voice imitation or impression of Mr. Facenda. And uh, yeah, I mean, we're excited to do this one. I know it's an important one for Andrew, so uh, I mean, we're going to let him take it away. Yes, uh, I think before I even get into John Facenda the history behind it. It's one of those things where I reference my love for NFL films all the time. You know, when we talk about NFL history, it's what got me into it. But the voice of John Facenda, I, I don't think if he was, or I mean, I do think that if he wasn't that voice that I heard so much growing up, I don't think I would care about NFL history. It's the fact, the way that he spoke about the game, the players and everything else that just, you could see it on the screen, but it painted this awesome picture of just absolute wonderful things. It was not just a game of X's and O's or 
you know, guy throwing a touchdown to this guy, guy running a touchdown. It, it became what NFL films is. It's, it's, it's a movie of the NFL. It's more than just highlights. It's, it's storytelling. It's painting the picture and his voice, which he is nicknamed the voice of God, which if I go to heaven and if he doesn't sound like John Facenda, I'm going to be disappointed. <laughs> uh, you know, that's, that's what it was to hear him say the frozen, I'm going to do the impression, even though it's horrible, the frozen tundra of Lambeau field, you know, you got, even if you're, I feel like even if you're not a Packers fan and you're a Bears fan, a Lions fan, Vikings fan, you're still kind of pumped in a way to hear that. And I just feel he is, and we talked about Pat Summerall. We talked about guys like Myron Cope. We talked about tons of people. But for my love of the game, for my love of NFL history, I don't think it's anywhere close to what it would be without John Fasenda. And hearing that, hearing that voice and painting those pictures and getting me excited to want to know more about somebody. So John Fasenda to me, I don't know how anybody else feels is the number one voice of the NFL. And I feel like is the voice of the NFL. If he was still with us today. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's a really, really great description and, and, you know, reason behind it. It's, it's true. You know, it just, it just fits, right. I think that's the thing. It just fits with football. I can't pick, it's hard for me to imagine football in the 70, you know, six late sixties, seventies, and I think he made it what to the eighties. Yes. Yeah. Early eighties. Um, it's hard for me to imagine like football with, without that voice. I think it just, it paints the picture of this rough and tough era. Um, you know, of, you know, just, uh, yeah, just, just of that era. And it gets, it's not like a, it's a powerful voice. It's not uppity. It's not over-exaggerated. It's not eccentric, but it's powerful. And that's what I think I really enjoy the most about, uh, you know, John Facenda's body of work is, is that, you know, um, it's just this authoritative voice. that's like, man, I wish, like, I really, really wish that we could have something like that today. Like to me, the closest thing to Facenda now is like that Lee Schreiber who does all the hard knocks episode, like episodes Like he, yeah. I feel like he, if they went that route of him doing the NFL film stuff, which I, I, he may, I'm not entirely certain. All I know is that he does hard knocks. I would be enamored. I'd be fine with it. I think it'd be a nice continuation of, of it. And again, he could possibly do it. I feel like he might, I feel like there's more just outside of hard knocks, but, um, but yeah, this is, uh, yeah, this is, this, this stuff is really, really cool. Um, you know, how it all came to be the voice, another voice of a generation, you know what I mean? Just, just tied to a, just the, the, the extracurricular stuff, right. It's not live commentary. It is storytelling. And he had so much dramatic effect to it. I it's, it's powerful stuff. I like, I love the one where he's reading about the doing the autumn wind. I that's, that's like a really like, I'm like, Ooh, I got the chills listening to it. Just absolutely amazed. So, um, so yes, this is really a really cool one to, to look back and, and and research on. If you you know when they do the autumn wind, just to kind of <laughs> mention it, if you look at the autumn wind or you watch it on YouTube and you see the video that goes with it, and it 
has to do with the Raiders. For a split second, I I almost guarantee you, it's one of those things, like I said about with the Packers. You're kind of a Raiders fan. You're like, wow, the Raiders are cool. But then you come back to reality when it's over and you're like, no, no, no. Unless you are a Raiders fan or don't mind the Raiders. Like, no. But he gets you to the point where it is. It's the perfect football voice. I agree. Uh, But he was born on August 8th in 1913 in Portsmouth, Virginia. And uh, he attended Catholic school, a Roman Catholic high school in Philadelphia, went on to Villanova. He, he just wasn't always the, the football guy, which is kind of crazy because we talked about this. It's kind of a growing thing to have narration and announcers and to have this powerful voice for you know football games as well so he was a reporter he started at doing radio stuff and it wasn't until he he became a news anchor pretty much in philadelphia and he became a very well-known news anchor in in the philadelphia area And one day he was in the same bar with Ed Sable, the the founder. I think he was a co-founder. Him and his son kind of founded NFL Films. uh, Was in that bar too because they were based in Philadelphia. And he overheard John Facenda talking. They walked up to him and pretty much said, "You know, I have this. I have this script for NFL Films." would you like to read for it? And they had him read and his first, very first narration that he ever did for NFL films was in 1966. And I think this is probably the most perfect one is in, and it's the film called, they call it pro football. Yes. Where, you know, he talks about in the beginning where it's, it's, it starts with a whistle and ends with a gun, you know, and the way that he does it, it gets you, once again, it gets you excited for this as well. So that is how he how he got into NFL films and got the nickname, <laughs> the voice of God, even though he was nationally, everybody saw nationally or these NFL films, you still wouldn't see him. He didn't come across the camera. You never saw his face nationally outside of Philadelphia until the 1980s. Right. Which is pretty, pretty incredible. Well, there was a thing that it was, it was pretty cool is yeah. That everybody like the voice sounded so familiar, but nobody knew who it was. Like it was like this, this well-kept secret in a sense. Right. Mm-hmm. It was a well, a well-kept secret who, who, who it was like, man, that voice, I just can't put my finger on it. That was that was the that was the uh, that was the magic of of Facenda. So he did many narr- narrations, and before this, NFL Films would have actual announcers doing it. And Steve Sable talks about that was good for the X's and the O's, the stats, the. The knowing, you know, this guy's this number, that guy's that number, what we see today. 
but what he brought to it, as we said before, is the painting of the picture. And he would take notes and the way that he would make notes on the scripts were very musical like so he would use words like allegro so that he knows to talk more lively and those type of things for certain scripts that he would do and if he didn't like the script he would tell he would tell them he would say you you know i don't like this or he would say you know give me a horse that i can ride and that's what he wanted to do. And he would change much like you do with me. <laughs> he would change, you know, the wording of things because he felt that he could get more out of it in every aspect. And he is probably for my generation and generations back, probably the most mimicked guy. I know most people would probably say, well, that's John Madden. But when you're talking about a voice, he is the most mimicked guy and he stayed he stayed with NFL films until his death in September 26 of 1984. And his final voiceover work was the highlight film for I'm bad with numbers was the Washington racist names versus the Los Angeles Raiders Super Bowl. I'm bad with Roman numerals. I th think that's 18. Yeah. Super Bowl 18 was his last work that he did. So wait, wait, so yeah, 20 was the Bears 85 one. So yeah, because 19 was Dolphins 49ers. Yeah. Okay. Well, he stayed doing news anchoring and doing NFL films, but to this day, he is he is the man. I don't hear too many people saying this. I know Dan Patrick was huge, you know. <sighs> getting him into the football hall of fame because he was not in there up until a couple of years ago. And I don't know how you could tell the story of pro football without using John Fasunda's voice at some point. Right. I mean, the guy who ultimately told the story of pro football. Yeah. Right. You can't tell the story of pro football without the guy who, you know, who provided his voice for it. Yeah, I mean that's an important thing. Uh, honestly, like outside, it it I, I understand why you know there's a lot of coaches and you know whether like broadcasters and stuff are few and far between, but yeah, Facenda's I mean an absolute legend, absolute just legend of what you know in this business, uh, you know that he's a part of, and it's so cool because I mean I know you you love the history aspect of all this. Uh, but to go and listen to those clips, like I, I remember growing up and watching like the NFL network or ESPN, or I, th I think it was NFL network and just watching like old, like top 10 lists or stuff uh, while doing the top 10 and they would use his voice for stuff. Um, you know, just, just watching old highlights with my dad, they would use his voice to, you know, in, uh, in those old clips that he did for, you know, to, to help illustrate the game. And it was just so, yeah, it was very, very well illustrated. It was very, very well illustrated. I know NFL films, geez, it's got to be about 20 years ago. <laughs> it came out with, I don't know if you've ever seen it, the NFL films, Power and the Glory CD. Um, I've seen it. I've actually listened to it, I think, on Spotify or something like that. But it's all those, it's all those old NFL film songs. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, his voice is on there a lot, too. And. It's something to get you going in the morning 
listening to John Vicenda talk about the game of pro football. As you know, you're taking a shower. You know you're not going to play a game, but it does help you get you going. Yeah. Hey, man, music and all that stuff, It's it, it sets the mood. It really does. So I'm all for it. Yeah, I'd, I just don't think we, like I said, I it's something that if it never happened, it, I feel like there would be something missing. Right. Throughout, throughout NFL history, it'd be up there with, you know, stories like Kurt Warner and Johnny Unitas and Tom Brady and, you know, those stories where there's a good chance those things were almost missed out on, but by some chance they happened because they were supposed to. And that chance meeting of Ed Sable meeting John Facenda in the bar and just going up to him and saying, will you read for me? Because I love your voice. It fits with what I want to do and how I want to paint a picture is something that he, in my mind, he's as, he's as important as red Grange or anything else in NFL history. Yeah. I a hundred percent agree. I a hundred percent agree. And it really, I think it really helped popularize to like looking back at just, just, you know, the, to doc, I guess, document the NFL in a sense, right? Like, like present it, spice it up, present it in this big fashion, right? Because, I mean, it is. I, I went to the Pro Football Hall of Fame a couple of years ago, and the production level, they did a Super Bowl video, all right? And the year that we went, the previous Super Bowl, was that that Rams-Patriots stinker. And the way that the production happened was, like, it, it made it much more interesting than it way, – way more interesting than it should. But a lot of that goes, you know, again, hand-in-hand hand to – what Facenda brought to the table, what NFL films brought to the table, bring it, you know, just really help glamorizing uh, pro football, like even more than it already is, uh, you know, just high end production, the camera work, the mics, the, you know, players being mic'd up, stuff like that. This all like, like money, like social media content that we all love and adore on, you know, YouTube or Facebook or Twitter. And, uh, but yeah, it's it. A lot of that is because of Facenda, you know, and, and his connection with NFL films, to to give us that narration, to give us that voice, and uh, yeah, the football world is way better for it uh, because yeah. he did, he was a part of it. I, I mean, just there's tons of stuff. You, this is one of those things where I should have been doing so much more research, but when you look up say like John Facenda on YouTube, you get into uh, like the old highlights, uh, the power and the glory stuff and everything else. And you're like, Oh, okay. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna watch one, just gonna watch one. And I got, and I got to do something else. And you just get so mesmerized by his delivery, his, the cadence, the depth of the voice, and everything else, everybody talks. I think the best way to compare him to anybody that's not a football fan or never really listened to him is the ultimate narrator for anything right now that anybody wants is Morgan Freeman. Yes. 
Well, John Facenda is that to NFL films. There is good guys now. You mentioned Lee, uh, what is his name? Lee Schreiber. Lee Schreiber, yeah. Yeah, Lee, Lee Schreiber. Um, there was Harry Karras, who did a pretty good job. I think I pronounced his last name properly. And then there's another guy now that do that gets to that point, but there's still missing something that Facenda had. So it's kind of on that Morgan Freeman level. You can get somebody else to narrate it, but it's not going to be as good as if Morgan Freeman narrated it. Those guys today, they are today and in the past, they're good. You know, after uh, Facenda passed away, they're, they're good to great, but John Facenda was that piece in the puzzle that just fit perfectly. And it, it, it misses, it, it's kind of missing today, but he took a violent collision game and made it beautiful, beautiful. and poetic. Yeah. And poetic. And I think that's the best way to describe the way that he talked about the game, whenever he had to do highlights or anything like that. He took what people call savage, barbarian, you know, today, I know some people do call it that today, and he made it beautiful and poetic to the point where it was like a film, a dramatic film in every way. I, I 100% agree. 100% agree. Um, but yeah, what a, what a legacy left behind. What a legacy left behind. Uh John Facenda has, and you know, not everybody's familiar with him. They should be. And hopefully those who are listening now are, you know, acclimized. There's tons of stuff on him on YouTube. A lot of old NFL film stuff there. I believe there's a YouTube channel just dedicated towards it. Really? I believe so. (laughs) I I believe so. Um, Just literally dedicated to uh, NFL films and, and all that historical stuff that, you know, that's the power of the internet. But um but that that pretty much wraps this episode up, everybody. Um, that is it for uh, John Facenda. That is it for Voices of Pro Football in our month. Yeah. Next month, a new theme. Yeah. Next month, a new theme. What do we got going on, Andrew, for the month of April? Well, the USFL is starting next month, so let's talk about you know some players that from the old USFL that maybe we haven't covered yet that had an impact on the, you know, the NFL when they came over after the USFL folded the original USFL. Okay. Should be a fun one. Should certainly be a fun one. I'm looking forward to it. This is our first venture into a different league. I think, um, I don't think we, we've done it. We, if we done a CFL month, like I, I not like, not just an episode, but if we've done a CFL month, no, we actually we actually have that scheduled for June. So oh, big surprise. <laughs> Shocker. Oh yeah. So okay. So but we April USFL and we're we're doing some other leagues. Cause not only we do the NFL, but I think we cover we try and cover a little, little bit of everything going on in pro football. We do. We do. So yep, next month USFL. Excited to get that underway. And, uh, but that is it, everybody. Thank you so much for your support. 
Um, and on behalf of Andrew and I, till next time, the two point conversation is good. Yeah, spot. Look at the end.